All right, team. Welcome to the Monday Morning Dad podcast. Uh, you heard that correctly. We are back in action after a little break at the beginning of the year. Ben, I don't know if we remember how to do this thing. It may be a little rusty today, but uh, hopefully we can get through it. I don't know. I'm here with my man, Ben Garcia. How you doing, Ben? I'm good. It does feel a little um, different. I, th- I think I haven't done this in a sec. So uh, yeah, looking forward well, to it. You're also in a new house now too. So that's true. Got a new setting for this for that one. Cause uh, our good old Marco Polo app. I just remember you saying, Hey man, let's get this going again. And um, so by now you guys probably know who Ben is. He's that guy with a lot of kids. Uh, we had that, that episode. How many kids should I have? Ben's still going. No, you only have four. I'm, I'm done with four. Four is it. That's all. That's all I get. Well, Ben used to live here in Virginia with me, then moved to good old Burleson, Texas, close to Dr. Pepper headquarters where, right? They're in uh, Texas, right? Uh, I think they're, in, yeah, they're in Waco. So they're like an hour south of me. Lucky man. Close ben enough. reached out to me a, a couple of weeks ago with a proposal, if you will. And, uh, and I loved it. So probably... We'll, we'll go back a little bit, probably a couple of years ago now, Ben told me about this idea for a podcast that he had, which I thought was, was pretty awesome. I actually got to listen to the first episode and, and I was digging it. Uh, but Ben's a popular man as well with many demands on his time and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't seem to get that podcast rolling. But Ben, tell us about your Ben and friends podcast and, uh, and what you were talking about on that Ben and friends podcast. Well, this might still happen. I have hope for it. It's 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 cooking. Uh, basically, uh, I grew up uh, listening to Christian music, Christian radio uh, through all of the '90s and 2000s. And uh, if if you did that as well, then you might have gone through a phase where you were embarrassed of Christian music because there's some there's some cheesy stuff out there. There's some stuff that is worth being embarrassed about. But there's some really great music. Uh, that came out of that time. And once I got over myself and how cool I was, uh, I realized that I just loved this music. And and I kept on running into the situation where I meet other people like that. And we get in a conversation about Stephen Curtis Chapman or old Audio Adrenaline or old, I don't know, Jars of Clay or, you know, those, those bands that were really big when I was in uh, elementary, middle school, high school. Um, and so my idea for the podcast was, let's just have a conversation, reminisce about the good old days um, and, uh, you know, laugh at what needs to be laughed at and and uh, just love what needs to be loved and enjoyed. So, yeah, that might be happening 2021. Uh, so, yeah, keep your eyes out for that. Ben, I texted you the other night asking you, uh, but have you watched A Week Away on Netflix yet? Uh, so I, I, I watched the preview for it. And uh, I heard the um, the remix version of A Place in This World oh, by Michael yes. W. Smith on the preview. And so I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't watched it yet. Me and Rob are going to try to sit down and make that happen. But I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, think like Christian summer camp meets high school musical. That's kind of how it's it's been described with uh, you got a couple cameos from like like you were talking about Stephen Curtis Chapman as the lifeguard. And so watch oh. out for him. And Amy Grant is a camp counselor, I think. So it's about oh as goodness. magical as it sounds. I can't wait. Wow, you're gonna love it. I can't. I can't wait to hear from you <laughs> what you think about it. And yeah, some of the songs are, are quality, man. You're gonna. It's gonna take you way back. It'll be great. Maybe maybe reviewing that movie will be 
the Kickstarter for the Ben and Friends podcast. Now we're talking. See, you're onto something. I'm glad we could solve that for you today. Sweet. Well, we have a Sweet. we have a lot of things to thank Ben for. Uh, chief among them is this banging intro music that that we may have now. So thank you, Ben. Uh, but Ben, his little proposal that he had for me was uh, he wanted to make this a regular thing. Add in some other elements, mainly centered around sports, because you know, kind of got that sports theme going on going on here, the Monday Morning Dad podcast. So. Moving forward uh, for now, it'll be just the two of us each episode, and we may add in some subject matter experts if we, if we feel the need, like if we're way over our head on something, uh, bring some other folks in on certain topics. But you guys are going to hear about uh, what we're excited about in the sports world. We'll kick it off with that, and we'll hit on some sort of biblically-based conversation related to being a dad and uh, what that means for us as dads. And then, of course, we will end each episode with uh, with either some quality dad fails or we're going to throw in some dad wins as well, just to end on a on a positive note. So, Ben, let's get this thing kicked off. Um, nice thing is, I think we've got a few differences in our sports tastes. So, I think moving forward, that'll make this segment segment pretty interesting. Hopefully, informative at uh, at some points where you're teaching me some things about sports that I have no idea, and I'm teaching. Well, you know a lot about sports, so maybe I'm not going to teach you anything. But what's something in the uh, in the sports world that you're looking forward to this week? Uh, well, this one, I'm sure you'll touch on this more, but uh, I'm going to go with a recommendation from you, and that is um, the Josh Bridges and Jacob Hepner uh, boxing match that's coming up. We just heard about this. Mm-hmm. It's coming up in September. But not only that, but you have... Um, uh thor what's his name what's his real name yeah half thor bjornson yeah bjornson yeah giant what, what was he called in game of thrones like um the mountain i don't know ben i'm i'm a godly man i didn't watch game of thrones but of course of course i do remember him being in that show but the, yeah the two strongest men uh gonna fight as well yeah thor and eddie um, hall eddie hall is a little he's, he's a little uh compact kind of smaller person like me but just 400 plus pounds and he's British, right? Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Two giant men going at it in the ring. And then two CrossFitters. Uh, I'm favoring Josh Bridges as he was uh, in the military, Navy SEAL to be exact. But that's exciting news. Fun, fun, uh, skeptical, spectacle, excuse me, to watch. So yeah, that's kind of, I'm, I'm totally, I have no um, radar on March Madness right now. Unfortunately, usually I try to keep an eye on it, but for whatever reason, this season, I have not been able to watch a game, so I don't even know who's in Final Four right now. Is it Gonzaga and Baylor, uh, Houston? Baylor, that's right, yeah. And uh, UCLA with the big upset over Michigan, I think, right? There you go. That was a big Come one. On, go Baylor. So back to the fight. I was actually listening to another podcast this morning with Matt Fraser and Sevon, who is a CrossFit guy that got fired back in the day, and josh bridges and they were talking about the fight they've been talking about it for a while because it's he's had a a contract signed but like it wasn't able to to talk about who it was and all the specifics so when those came out like they obviously dove in on that and uh so that was pretty interesting i i think originally he wanted to fight dave castro who's like in charge of the crossfit games which would have been amazing i would have I mean, I'm still probably going to pay to watch this, assuming you can, but I definitely would have put down some big bucks to watch Dave Castro get knocked out by, uh, by Bridges. But uh, yeah, I ended up going with Jacob Hepner, who just retired from CrossFit this year. And he's a, Hepner's a little 
bigger, which in the, I guess in the boxing world, that's going to matter, right? Bigger, bigger reach, maybe a little bit. I don't know. If, if he was a boxer, yes, okay. but they're both not boxers. I mean, and one was trained how to fight. That's a good point. I've also only seen, I, don't see, the, I don't see his size being an issue. I've only seen bridges like talk about and show himself training in boxing. Obviously this is, this is until September. So like Hefner's going to have some time to, to train in that. But anyway, I, at the moment I'm going to go with you and take bridges, but in September, when we watch this together, Ben, we'll find out who's going to take it. But uh, for, for me, sports wise. So we're recording this on, on Wednesday, the 31st, but tomorrow, April 1st, not April fools. It's a 100% opening day baseball for me it's just like a, a pretty crappy year last year with baseball and i was like yeah. really lame always look forward to going to games so the not being able to go to a game last year was, was pretty disappointing i also started this little tradition with my girls you probably uh remember seeing some of these pictures but every opening day we uh i i put the i put my hat on the girls i started this when grace was born just like taking some some pictures on opening day of her in my nats hat uh, just to see kind of how, how they've grown, how goofy they get. Now Riley's into it too. So I'm sure you'll see those, those drop tomorrow on opening That's day, cute. but they're, yeah. I mean, hopefully we're looking forward to hopefully going to some games this year. I don't know if it's going to happen. They're, they're kind of like my wife though, where they only care about the snacks at games. So you end up spending like hundreds, hundreds of dollars just to <laughs> eat French fries outside, which is like, why did we do this? But Natsfield is a great family park though. I do love it. Hopefully they increase the, uh, the quantity of, uh, fans that they can have there. It, I think I saw something with the Rangers where they are opening the stadium to hundred percent capacity. Is that ac accurate? Uh, yeah. Um, the pandemic doesn't exist in Texas. I don't know if you've heard this news yet. Uh, in the town that I live in, it's yeah, you wouldn't, well, first of all, we only have like eight cases in total. And so, I mean, it literally is very small here, but yeah, people don't care. And so, yeah, go. Texas is all in on baseball this year, man. I'm hoping to make it to a couple. Once, once everyone's just so excited and they're packing out the seats uh, after a few weeks, I hope to make it to a couple games this season. Well, it may be cheaper for me to fly to Texas, buy a ticket, watch a game there, than it's going to be to get one of those twenty Nats tickets that are going to be available for five hundred dollars. But crazy. Anyway, that's the sports world. Where hey, we're gonna take a, a quick break to shift gears here, and when we come back, Ben and I are going to discuss maturing in Christ, uh, why that's important for us as dads, and and kind of how we can encourage our kids in that as well. <clears throat> All right, Ben, maturing in Christ. This is interesting because uh, we're two of the most immature guys, maybe not in our faith, but <laughs> definitely in our conversations with each other. I don't know if you can deny that at all, but uh, I've been going through a reading plan with the guys that are in my small group. And the other day we were, uh, we're going through the letters of Paul, a reading plan for the, through the letters of Paul. And the other day we were in verse first Corinthians 13, which I'll read in a second, but made me think uh, like, man, how am I, how am I doing with growing in my maturity? Or how are the guys in my group doing? How's my wife doing? Or even my kids? And so I thought it may be helpful to talk through 
some of this stuff with you. Uh, but first Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. Now, Ben, I'm assuming you're a man, correct? I'm a full grown man. Yes. Yeah. I can, when I read this, I can feel you quoting this verse to me completely out of context. When I do something <laughs> childish, like, I don't know, like order off the kids menu at, at Texas Roadhouse, which by the way, the cheeseburger sliders off the kids menu there are amazing. They put them on their uh, yeast rolls. It's delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pro tip. Well, there's dinner tonight. But anyway, nice. obviously Paul is using an analogy here to, to describe uh, our faith. But what would you say are, are some of those things that characterize acting like a child in a, in a spiritual sense? Um, well, I think, especially going off of this chapter, which is, you know, famously the love chapter, it's like it, I think Paul could be reflecting on how he either showed love or maybe even withheld love. Uh, you know, we know his, his testimony of being just a, a terror to the Christian people and being very zealous and very prideful in his um, religiosity. Is that right? Is that right? Sure. That's a big word, but yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, so yeah, he's looking back and he's like, hey, if you don't have love, if you're doing all these awesome things, but don't have love, then you're just loud noise. You're just, you're nothing. And so I think I can look back at, at uh, and when I say child, I, I believe child could be used loosely because we're talking about maturity here and, and use the word child or replace maturity for child, because I can look back and like, I'm 37 now. I can look back at my early 30s. I can look back at my 20s and then even back into my teens. Like all those different phases of my life, I can see where I lacked maturity in how I treated others. I lacked maturity in how I acted. And um, I think a lot of it is just how you reflect on, on your youth and are you seeing growth in your life? Yeah, I look at a uh, at Ephesians four as well. I don't know if you if you were thinking about this, but uh, really reading this passage has it's really helped me understand kind of our role too as staff members and leaders in the church, like where we're equipping the saints for the work of ministry. I'm sure you you know like that's that's basically your job description. Uh, but some of the things I see, especially in verse fourteen, where it talks about children being tossed to and fro by the waves and like carried about by every wind of doctrine. Uh, I saw this modeled firsthand, uh, Monday when we were at Grace's swim lessons and couldn't help but laugh about it. But like, think of a bunch of four-year-olds in this pool together. It's usually complete chaos. I think I, I feel bad for the, the swim instructors that have to deal with this, but they love it. They do a great job, but those, uh, those characteristics that stand out in every toddler class is just how easily distracted they are, whether it's diving for toys, waving at parents, just like smacking the water with their hands for some reason. And then the curiosity of, of what's going on in other classes or like, how long can I hold my breath? Which is also terrifying as you're the parent, like <laughs> sitting behind the glass, just watching your kid, like, I'm going to go underwater, see how long I can hold my breath. Uh, the general yeah. lack of self-control when all they're doing is bumping into each other and like running into lane lines, hitting their heads on, on the wall. But I, so yeah. I find those things like, being easily distracted, a sense of, of curiosity, a lack of knowledge and self-control is, is what can get those younger believers in trouble and, and led astray. And so I, I sense this element of how do we help 
others mature in Christ, assuming that we're mature in Christ as well. So Ben, for you, like, how would you encourage a dad who's maybe a new believer, um, who isn't spiritually mature yet, like no fault of his own, obviously, as he's a new believer, but what's the best way for him to grow in maturity? Uh, I think one of the ways I've seen that's huge is allowing yourself to be known by mature believers. So find someone in your church, um, maybe in a small group setting or, or however your church does, you know, community, who you see as a mature believer, and then allow yourself to be known by them and then allow them to speak into your life. Because it's, it's just like, you know, we're all about sports analogies here you need a coach, you need someone when you think you're killing it. And they're like, actually, I know you think you are, but you have terrible form. Like going back to the scripture, I know you think you're serving your wife, but you're not showing her love. Like someone knowing your life and being able to speak into it with love, going back to Ephesians, speaking the truth in love. I think that's one of the fastest ways to start um, chipping away at some of the rougher edges uh, that we have as men, as fathers and husbands, and to try to start refining your skills and refining your the way you love your family and those around you. Um, I think that's probably one of the quicker ways to see like some some immediate results. I was actually just thinking about this the other day too. I love that where, where you're talking about uh, finding those or making yourself known to those mature believers. Like I was, Grace just, she loves reading, but she can't read, but she loves other people reading to her. I'm sure you've experienced that with, with some of your kids too, where they yep, yep. are, they're constantly asking like, can you read this book to me? Can you read this book to me? Eventually I, I just told her like, go teach yourself how to read and, <laughs> and you'll be able to read whenever you want. Which when I said, like, as soon as I said that, I knew it sounded absolutely ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but it proves the point. Like there's, there's no way that she's going to be able to, to teach herself how to read. Like every, every yeah. child needs someone to teach them these yeah. things. And I mean, I'd go as far as saying that every new believer needs a more mature believer to, to partner with and learn from. Um, Agreed. I think like, j- just like Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So finding those yeah. more mature believers, re- really, I'd put the onus on the more mature believers to find the younger believers uh, to, to come alongside them and teach them. Uh, you also obviously see uh, like in, in Hebrews five, where, tells us everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the, in the word of righteousness since he's a child. Mm. Uh, are the, are the milk days behind you yet? And not for you. <laughs> I mean, like for your kids. No, no, we're still all in, all in on milk. Milk is king here. Side note. We have uh, some, some pumped milk that has been in our freezer for a long time and obviously probably not good anymore, but I think we have a hard time just getting rid of it because it's like that liquid gold where you're like, I, I can't, I just can't give it up. You know, you treasured it for so long. Now it's hard to just put it away. Yep. You got rid of some of it and replaced it with all the little ice dream cups from Chick-fil-A from the kids meals. So we have about eight of those in the freezer now. So we're, we're making our way there, but anyway, wow. Complete, completely sidetracked, but uh, well, to get us back on track, this, 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 the part two of this, and I think you're about to get into it, is um, when when you look at uh, sports stars of any sport, not only are they getting coached, but they're putting in hours and hours of solo practice time. Sure. Like swimmers are getting there and doing laps. 
pitchers are throwing. Um, you know, Steph Curry is shooting thousands and thousands of shots by himself before he ever hits the court. And so there's some personal personal time, some personal discipline that needs to be done um, on top of the coaching um, to, to start, start seeing some maturity grow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the, the other part of that verse is talking about, it's saying about solid food is for the mature where yeah. like the, the goal is to get to that solid food. So um, it's like for dads, do you, it, it's almost as simple as, do you know God's word? Like, do you have the, the wisdom, like it says in, in Hebrews five to discern what is good and what is evil. And I think we, it kind of can sound like a broken record here, but it's the truth. And it's really the only way that we as, as men and as dads and, and really as believers will be able to mature is by uh, reading our Bibles daily, meditating on God's word, uh, growing in our knowledge of, of, and love of, of Christ. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of, those are the, uh, the ways that I think I would encourage one of those new believers to become mature in Christ is to, like you said, make yourself known to mature believers, find someone to partner with in that and those daily spiritual disciplines where you're getting those reps in by yourself too, reading your Bible, praying, growing in your love and obedience uh, for Christ. So what about your kids though? Like, is it any different for them? Like, how do you help your, your kids mature in Christ? I, I think that one is, um, Right now, when they're kids, a lot of it is focused on behavior, behavioral issues. Like, how do you love your siblings when they are pestering you? Yeah. How do you um, express anger without hurting anyone? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, using your words, you know, like, uh, I think that's where the main focus of maturity with children are is, I think the, the balance is, as they get a little older, you you want to make sure that they know that their their behavior and their actions isn't what's earning them favor with God or even favor with their parents. It's just who who we need to be. Like it's who who God has created us to be to live in love and these things. So uh, I would say that's the main focus. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything more insightful on that? Uh, I'm glad that I know that we're not alone in that. It seems like you're still going through the, the same things as us. So, um, and the hard thing for us is knowing that our kids aren't believers yet, but how do we still point them to, to Christ and encourage godly behavior in their hearts? So we, we know as, as their parents that, uh, like the Holy spirit isn't necessarily convicting them when they're doing something wrong, but that doesn't mean that we, neglect the truth of scripture when we're correcting them too and, and helping them mature in Christ. So to an extent, like our, I'm speaking for myself and Shannon right now, like our job now is to, I've, I've heard Matt Chandler talk about it, where you're, you're putting the kindling around your, your child's heart and praying that the Holy spirit will be the one to ignite that. So that's kind of our job with maturing in Christ and hopefully leading them to Christ uh, to repent and become believers is uh, putting that kindling around. So speaking the word of God into their lives on a daily basis, even though they may not understand it, the Holy Spirit's not necessarily convicting them. Uh, that doesn't negate the fact that we as parents have to be speaking that truth into their lives. So, um, so one of the things I've been struggling to understand, Ben, is that the difference between this idea from first Corinthians, we we're talking about where Paul talks about going from a child to becoming a man. And then 
the doctrine of sanctification. So is it just the same thing? And I'm getting caught up in semantics. Like, is there an arrival point where we go from child to man? Well, first of all, I feel like we should make a disclaimer. Kind of like if someone was to give you like tips on investing, you'd be like, Hey, listen, I'm not a stockbroker. Here's, <laughs> here's, if you blow all your money, <laughs> uh, don't blame me. So are you about to, to throw out the disclaimer? Uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not a pastor, but yeah, we didn't go to seminary, man. You know, we're okay, just guys. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, it would seem to me that there's no arrival. Uh, like you said, the, it's a process of sanctification. Um, you know, there, there's godly men who still would look to other men and say, man, if only I could, if I can, if that's my goal, then I need to still work on myself. And because of just the, the nature of, of men and the propensity to follow self and uh, the sin that is still uh, creeping around in our hearts, I feel like no matter the progress you make, if you're ever at the point where you're like, I've arrived, well, then that's a pretty good red flag that there's a pride issue going on in your heart. And maybe that you haven't arrived yet and you're still working on things. So I don't know. I think even Paul would say, as, as he's writing this, the only reason he can say, you know, then I became a man, I put childish ways behind me is because he's grown. But it's not like this is a one-off sermon. I mean, we're still talking about this. Like, this is something you have to continually be doing. I don't know. What, what were some of your thoughts uh, through that? Uh, I was actually talking about this with Shannon. And I, I'm I'm thinking it, it's it's obviously a process. You're, you're going you're gonna to have sort of a... A spectrum of maturity in believers. So in a sense, it's, it's somewhat relative where uh, you and I are more mature, mature believers than some other people in our church congregation. Now at the same time, there's more mature believers than us in our church. So um, not to say that we are children necessarily. Like I, I think it's safe to say that we're, we're mature where we uh, we were mature enough in our faith where we can be considered a man. And in, in, if we're looking at, at this, um, but yeah, so I, I guess the, the only other thought that I had was, was no matter how mature we think we actually are, that Jesus is the standard of that maturity. So we're not going to get there this side of heaven, but we continue to grow in our maturity and grow in our knowledge and our, our love for the Lord as we seek to be imitators of Christ. So that's kind of the, the, big thought that I left with after our discussion last night was that uh, we won't get there. It is a process and that Jesus is our standard that we're not going to meet. So, well, I think also like looking at the body of Christ, um, there are some who might be more mature in uh, being patient. Like we're looking, I'm looking, I'm sticking in first Corinthians 13 here. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. Um, there are men who could just be excelling at these things that I'm looking to, to refine how I love, but then there could be some things that I'm just killing. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking it out. And, and maybe someone else is looking to me for how I do things. Like we're just, it's, um, everyone has different gifts and abilities and the spirit is working through all of us in our own specific ways. I think it's important just to, to learn from each other, um, and not, uh, uh, one of the ones is love is not arrogant, not, not to be arrogant in our own maturity, but seek to bring up guys who might be coming behind us and also to learn from those who've come before. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the body of Christ is that uh, we get to be a body. So yeah, I love that. We'll stick around. We're going to wrap up this episode by catching up on some dad fills. Maybe see if we can slide in a, a dad win to give you guys some encouragement as you head into the week. All right, Ben, you've had some classic dad tales come up on this podcast before. Um, it's time for some fresh content. I don't know if you have any dad fills. You're, you're kind of crushing it in the dad game right now. I'll give you some time <laughs> to think about any dad fills or, or dad wins that you have. But uh, as we were talking and uh, talking about our kids, I, I, I guess this isn't really a dad fill because I'm not Nora's dad technically, but um, I was just thinking about what was that game that we played when we were visiting in Texas in the backyard where you're like kicking balls at the kids and fireball fireball. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) Fireball is a made up game by me and my kids where I try to kick a ball and hit them with this ball. uh, And then they have to be frozen until the other kid unfreeze. It's freeze tag, but I'm kicking balls at them. I don't know why it's called fireball if it freezes them, but it's just one of those things. No cinnamon whiskey included in the, the playing no. of this game. Well, after we finished playing that game, uh, I remember you went inside with the boys for something, and I was in the backyard with Nora and Adeline, and uh, they were on the swings. And I, I started like tossing the soccer ball to Nora to see if she could kick the ball back to me, like from the apex of her her swing when she got to the top. Um, she was smiling, giggling, loving the whole thing, and. I uh, seemed to be loving it until that that dreaded moment where I, I threw the ball a little too late. Sure enough, that sucker went straight into her face. Nailed it. And now, keep in mind, like she's holding on to these chains of the swing like any responsible kid would do as you're swinging. So uh, there was no chance that she was blocking that thing before it jacked her up. But I don't know if she talked to me the rest of that trip at all, but I felt like such a jerk after that. She was one angry seven-year-old. My she goodness. Was upset. Well, anyway, now that I've uh, destroyed your kid's face, do you have any dad fails or dad wins that you want to share with us? Uh, I'm going to do a dad win and I'm going to share it to uh, a mom win as well. So last week was spring break. Oh, I guess here's a dad fa- the dad fail is we didn't plan for spring break, break very well. <laughs> we were going to do like a Great Wolf Lodge situation and a couple other things. And those were like people were jacking up the prices last minute because it was spring break. And then uh, we were going to do this like drive through safari thing here in Texas. And that was all sold out. So that's a dad fail. Dad win is we made the best of it. We went ice skating. We went um, to the movies. We bought Raya, the early access pass on Disney Plus. So they've been watching Raya nonstop. Uh, And then we did some other fun stuff just around town with my mom and stuff like that. So we salvaged spring break, even though it was uh, almost... (laughs) <laughs> nothing happening, but it worked out. I love it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in another one and this on a high note too, and give you a, a dad win that uh, I think I'm, I think I'm proud of also makes me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, I got this, I've got this weird habit. I don't know if you've ever noticed it or if we've talked about this before, where I'll hear a phrase in a conversation and then bust out in a random song that like has that phrase in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you came to me and said, man, it's a beautiful day. Chances are I'm going to follow up with some Daniel Tiger theme song for you. Like it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's a very dad thing to do, by the way. Okay. I'm in good company then. That's good. For sure. Well, there've yeah. been many weeks where 
the topic of Friday night has come up in our house, you know, end of a long work week. And you're like, it's Friday night. What are we going to do? Trying to figure it out. And without fail, I bust out with some, some Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. It's Friday Mm. night. And it's, it's gotten to the point now where like, all I have to say is this is how we do it. And both girls will automatically respond with a do it. <laughs> and I have, I have never been more proud. It's even more impressive when, when Riley, our two-year-old is like, I hear her in the back of the car after I, I say this and she's still going. She's like singing about how she's feeling all right. And the party's That's here. Hilarious. So they're, they're loving that. I've also, uh, we live on, on club side lane. And so I've, I've changed it, changed the lyrics to the parties here on club side. And that I, I love that, you know, another little dad joke for you, but it's a good time to be alive folks. Let me tell you <laughs> so much going on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Give us a, a warm welcome back. Hopefully we didn't bore you too much, but, uh, Feel free to subscribe, leave a review, whatever you want to do. I'm, uh, I'm going to leave you hanging here with some Ben and Friends theme music. But until next time, let's go get those wins up. <laughs> <laughs>